0: Hello, it's AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And also we have a weekly movie club where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show, we covered the Pixar movie Finding Dory. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms, including probably whichever one you're listening on right now. And for this last week's movie, we've been returning to our MCU series for Avengers Infinity War. But of course, I'll get back to that a little bit later in the show. How's everyone's uh, last week been? I've had a very, very busy week at work. In fact, it seems to be one of those weeks that's passed just really, really fast. I feel like I've not got anything done. I feel like I've been pulled left, right and centre. I've been doing this, that and the other everywhere, it seems. I don't feel as if I've been able to focus on just one thing, but... Anyway, the week's over now, I say the week's over, it's now Sunday afternoon and I'll actually be going back to work tomorrow, so <laughs> is, is it really over when you're going to be going back like in hours time, but anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's been a busy one, hopefully this next week I can focus a little bit more, I've got some networking events to go to this next week as well, and I'm also out in Leeds for a full day for like a, a CCTV sort of showcase thing. Uh, So yeah, that should be quite interesting. But I should have some videos which I'll put in onto my personal LinkedIn from all of those different events that I'll be attending this next week. The only other thing that happened this last week is that I found out about an IT conference that's happening in Orlando in November. And I thought I was just going to have a look at, like, the online webinars, and then I find out that my director had actually been invited out to Orlando, very jealous at that point, and he turns around to me, like, the following day, and he's like, yeah, I can't go, but actually, I think it might be worth you going, so... I haven't had confirmation from this yet because it's supposed to be for like owners and directors of companies, but he thinks it'd be really worthwhile for me going. So in a few weeks time, I might be coming to Orlando for an IT conference of all things. I'll not have time to go to Disney. Of course, I might be able to go to Disney Springs on the very first day that I get there, but it's going to be like jam packed full, full days. So I'll, I'll not have time to do Barely anything else, it seems. But it would be interesting, really, really, really interesting to be able to to go to that. I think it would be really, really good. But that's about it, really. How's everyone else's week weeks been? Let me know, of course, over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus Club, just to let me know how you've been getting on. Of course, it's always nice to be able to hear from people. Now though, it's time for the news, and it's actually been a relatively quiet week in Disney Plus news. However, following the rumour last week that Harrison Ford would be joining the MCU as the new Thunderbolt Ross, it may now have been actually confirmed by almost every news outlet other than Disney themselves. It's being reported that Harrison Ford's first appearance as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross will actually be in the upcoming Captain America New World Order movie, alongside Anthony Mackie's Sam Wilson, who accepted the mantle of Captain America in the more recent Falcon and the Winter Soldier series on Disney+. He'll then also appear alongside Yelena, the Winter Soldier, US Agent, Taskmaster, Ghost and more in the upcoming Thunderbolts movie, which of course he would be the title character for, let's say. But no, I'm really, really happy to be able to find this out. I think Harrison Ford would fit really well in the MCU. I am kind of sad that they aren't doing something else to honour William Hurt's Thunderbolt Ross Don't get me wrong, there will probably be plenty of things that they will include in the credits, they'll honour him in some way, let's say, but I do think that it's a little bit odd that they've chosen to go down one path with Black Panther and a different path with Thunderbolt Ross, let's say, but uh, no, it'll be interesting to be able to see, and I, I like Harrison Ford as an actor, so I'm looking forward to this anyway. Tatiana Maslany spoke to TV Line this past week where she was asked about her MCU future. Currently Maslany actually claims to know nothing about what's next for her character if that could involve a second season of She-Hulk or a movie appearance or anything else. In the interview she said, "Maybe. I don't know actually. I wish I could be like pretend to be coy or tease anything, but I really have no idea." And this also actually reflects what head writer Jessica Gao had said to Comic Book this past week as well when she was asked a similar question. She said, I feel like this must be what it feels like for people who have had kids. This is how my favourite kids describe when they have their first baby. And then everybody's like, Are you going to have another kid? And they're like, I literally just gave birth. I'm in labour, in delivery. I just gave birth. I'm still in a hospital bed. Give me a second. That's how it feels about now. However, Tatiana has actually been teasing a possible appearance in the upcoming Daredevil Born Again series, as this past week she also spoke with The Hollywood Reporter about if she could potentially appear in the new series. She said, I keep texting him, I think she's referring of course to uh, Charlie Cox here, she says, I keep texting him like, am I required on set today? And he says, We'll let you know by lunch. And he just keeps putting it off. I've been waiting outside the set in my She-Hulk costume, so just put me in, Coach. Obviously, this is just a joke. However, with how the series ended, it could possibly be that she could show up in the upcoming Daredevil series. Personally, I really enjoyed this series and I'm really looking forward to seeing this character appear again on screen in some way, shape or form. However, I've seen lots of mixed reviews about people who either really enjoyed it or really didn't like it and say that they, they didn't enjoy it because it's not the typical Marvel sort of series. But I think I enjoyed it because of that. It like broke away from the norm. But yeah, I'm hoping that we get to see this character at some point in the not too distant future, let's say. Deadline have reported this past week that Paul Calderon has joined the cast of the upcoming Ironheart series in an undisclosed role. Paul has previously starred in series such as Miami Vice, Fear the Walking Dead, and also Pulp Pulp Fiction, among many others as well. Katherine Han spoke with the Chicago Film Festival this past week, where she confirmed that filming will actually start soon on the Agatha Coven of Chaos series. In the interview, she said, We're in the middle of getting the coven ready. It's going to be very delicious. We start shooting in about a month. I'm actually really excited to see where this series will go and how it will actually follow on from WandaVision as well. I'm I'm wondering whether that after the end of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and if that enchantment be, that was cast on Agatha at the end of the WandaVision series, maybe that's now been broken. So it's interesting to be able to see where they're going to take this series, but also where they're going to take the character of Agatha as well will she be a big villain going forwards or will she become like an anti-hero we'll have to wait and see on that one but i'm looking forward to finding out more about it we received another new trailer this past week for the upcoming black panther wakanda forever movie which gave us a much better look at the new black panther and also has now all but confirmed the fan suspicions that Shuri will now become the new black panther after One of the shots in the trailer seemingly shows the Black Panther with the arm gauntlets, which were very similar to the ones that Shuri designed and also used as well in the MCU. Black Panther will be available in cinemas on November 11th, and it was also confirmed this past week that it will actually get a theatrical release in France, where it will also then have to abide by the French release laws that I've actually spoken about a couple of times previously. It will mean that Disney Plus will have to wait in France for 17 months before the movie can be available. And then I think it's only allowed to be available for five months before it then goes on to free to air and then after that it can go to like permanently being on disney plus it's yeah there's a whole rigmarole with what it has to go through in france to be able to go on to disney plus and how long it can be on certain platforms but uh, yeah it's good to know that it'll get a theatrical release because it definitely do, does deserve that theatrical release and i think it's going to be a really really good movie i'm looking forward to checking it out myself when i'm able to i'm not sure whether i'll be able to watch it in cinemas or not at this time but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one regardless. During an interview with Comic Book this past week about the new graphic novel Head Wounds, Sparrow, Oscar Isaac actually shared an update on if there was any discussion about a second season of the Disney Plus series Moon Knight. He said, There have been some specific conversations. They were pleasant. The spilling of the details is that there were no details. We don't know if there will be a second season, but we're talking about it. He was also asked about potentially returning in another project, such as a team-up film or series like Midnight Suns, for example, to which he replied, Truthfully, it's about the story. Is there a story worth telling? Is it interesting? Will I feel embarrassed about it when it comes out? So it's just about, is there something worth pouring everything you have into? And with Moon Knight, that was very much about that. It's about creating a structure so that every morning when the alarm went off, I couldn't wait to get to the set because I wanted to try something different. Whether that's in a group thing, or maybe a great idea comes around for a season two, or if it's a standalone film or whatever it could be. He finished off by saying, I think it's just approaching it in that kind of way it's the story first. Personally, for me, it's great to be able to hear that talks are in way for a potential second season or another appearance in some way, and I feel that there's a lot that this character is yet to be able to tell, us. of course it was teased right at the very end of that series. There's a whole different personality that we've yet to be able to explore as well, so I think that it would be really, really interesting to be able to delve deeper into this character and in the comics, for example, I have read a little bit about the comics, of course, when the Moon Knight series was on and before, and also since then as well. There's a lot of like really deep character dynamic between these multiple personalities, and I think that it would be really interesting to be able to explore those further. So hopefully we'll be able to find out more about this sooner rather than later, let's say. Following the recent Marvel special presentation Werewolf by Night, which I actually really enjoyed, we're hearing about more potential special presentations that are potentially in the works. Last week I spoke about the potential of the Nova project being turned into a special project as well, and this week it's Silver Surfer. According to the Cosmic Circus, this special will not be set on Earth, and it will be set in deep outer space. Silver Surfer will be an isolated story that will not interact with any of the other cosmic characters that have already been established in the MCU. The only thing that I really know about Silver Surfer is what was in the original Fantastic Four movies, or the sequels of the Fantastic... Anyway, the only thing that I've really seen about the character is in that I don't know much about the character overall... But I think it would be an interesting one to explore. He's a like a true alien character. He has very unique powers, let's say. So I think it would be a very interesting one to explore, but also interesting to tie into the MCU going forwards. I'm not sure whether a special presentation would be the right fit, but I do think that it'd be worth this character interacting with other characters within the mc whether that's the fantastic four again or other characters that will remain to be seen but no i'm looking forward to finding out about some more of these special projects because i think that the werewolf by night one worked very very well but i don't think it would work for all formats let's say Moving on to some non-Marvel news now, let's say I've been talking about Marvel for quite a while, haven't I? Whilst taking part in a panel at the Lumiere Film Festival in Lyon, France, Tim Burton actually spoke out about how he feels his days working with Disney could be over. In the interview, he said, My history is that I started there. I was hired and fired like several times throughout my career there. The thing about Dumbo is that's why I think my days with Disney are done. I realised that I was Dumbo, that I was working in this horrible big circus, and I needed to escape. That movie is quite literally an autobiographical at that certain level. He also spoke about how he feels Disney are more focused on Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar projects at the moment to be interested in other projects. He said, It's gotten to be very homogenised, very consolidated. There's less room for different types of things. But what do you think? Do you feel that Disney are too focused on? other projects at the moment such as star wars and marvel and pixar projects to be focused more on classic disney stories or do you still feel that there are disney stories worth telling out there that tim burton could potentially be involved in i'd like to hear your, your thoughts on this of course just drop me a message over on social media moving on though now according to variety disney are currently working on two more three musketeers projects in the form of milady origins and also black musketeer These will actually be spin-offs of the other three Musketeer films that are currently in development, which will be based on D'Artagnan and also Miladia as well. But these are due to release in cinemas next year. The first part being released in April and then the second part in December. According to Variety the films were shot on location in France and had a global budget of around 80 million dollars. Reportedly both Milady Origins and also Black Musketeer will also be filmed in France after these projects have concluded. With all of these other projects in development it'll probably be a while before we see them on Disney Plus and it's actually currently unknown if these series will be available available outside of France at this time, but we'll be keeping an eye on this as more news becomes available, of course. After other casting announcements recently, Variety has reported this past week that Rachel Harris has joined the upcoming Goosebumps series as a series regular. She'll be playing the role of Nora who is described as Jeff's mother and an unassuming waitress, a local cafe that dabbles in sorcery. Rachel Harris has previously appeared in many other shows, including Friends, Modern Family, Frasier, New Girl, The Office, and more recently, which I've seen her in, is Lucifer, which I still need to be able to finish watching, actually. I feel like I say that a lot, like I've started a lot of series and then not had a chance to finish watching them, but uh, no, it would be interesting to see what she does in that role, of course. Disney have announced this past week that Welcome to the Chippendales, which is due to begin its Hulu release in the US and also on Disney Plus in other countries such as Canada, Australia and also New Zealand on November 22nd with its first two episodes, the series will actually not be available in the UK and the rest of Europe until January 11th. The U.S. series finale will actually air the week before its U.K. and European release. It's unknown at this time where why there has been a delay in the release in Europe or if we'll be getting a complete release or weekly episodes, but we'll be keeping an eye on this one for more information as well. Disney announced this past week that the release of the highly anticipated movie, Disenchanted, which is the sequel to the 2007 movie, Enchanted, has now been brought forward. It was originally scheduled for release on Thanksgiving, November 24th. However, it will now air on November 18th. Previously the Disney Plus release was scheduled on the same day as the theatrical release of Strange World but it could be that Disney are not wanting to eat into their own audience with this being released on like two different projects on the same day in two different platforms. They could be wanting to spread out their audience availability let's say so it's interesting that that's now been brought forward. Disney has also announced this past weekend even only this morning I think I saw this one that it's now extended its relationship with Formula One and as sounding multi-year contract that will keep formula one on espn networks in the united states through 2025 and finally this week as the result of the ongoing cost of living crisis which is going ongoing in the uk especially as well as other parts of the world it's been reported that households with at least one streaming service in the uk have actually dropped by nearly 1 million households in the uk from 16 million Netflix especially have struggled to gain new subscribers in the UK with only a 2.6% growth in the UK over the last year, which could actually change with the announced ad-supported tier, which is currently due to launch next month. Disney will be launching their own ad-supported tier on December 8th in the US and will be launching it launching it internationally next year. But with the increasing cost-of-living crisis here and elsewhere in the world, many people will now be considering dropping services or moving to lower-cost ad-supported tiers. Personally for us, I think we're looking at potentially dropping Netflix at some point this next year. It's one of the ones that we watch the least. We'll probably binge what we want to watch on it before that time and then just drop it completely, I think. We may drop down to the new ad-supported tier, but from what I've been reading, there are a lot of other Netflix titles that uh, will not air on the ad-supported tier because their licensing agreement says that they will not be aired alongside adverts, for example. So it will remain to be seen what exactly will be available at that time but it is one that we're definitely considering one that we won't be dropping though at this time is disney plus of course because otherwise i wouldn't have a show plus the kids like watch 99% of the stuff on disney plus anyway so uh, yeah it's probably the one that we watch the most in this household but that's about it for the news this week. What are you most excited for from this last week's news? Let me know, of course, over on social media at, at or forward slash the D plus club. Or, of course, over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash Discord. Or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Now, though, it's time for a brief break and then I'll be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week.
1: Looking for the show that talks about all things Disney? Then check out the Disney List with Kristen and Al John. They've got news on Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, the parks, and so much more. Listen to the Disney List every Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. What are some of the most popular songs played on Sorcerer Radio? We'll find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10 at 8 a.m. Eastern. Vote for your favorite Disney song on the Sorcerer Radio app by pressing the vote button on the bottom part of the screen. That's the SRN Top 10 on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. srselves.com.
0: And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney plus this next week? Well, of course, this past week we had the seventh episode of Andor, as well as the fourth episode in the second season of Mighty Duck Duck's Game Changers. Now, I did manage to watch both of these this week past week and i have to say with andor i am really really enjoying this series the only thing that i would say about this late latest episode was that at the end i feel like there was a time jump but there wasn't it wasn't really specified that it was a time jump let's say but all in all i really really enjoyed this episode it deals a lot with the the consequences of the previous chapter let's say or the previous week's episode but it also manages to deal with other stories that we left earlier in the season as well during chapter one I'm absolutely loving Andor, by the way. I would go as far as saying it's one of my favourite... Not just Star Wars series, but uh, favourite series on Disney Plus at the moment. I'm really, really enjoying this series. and I'm looking forward to seeing where it takes us. And without spoiling anything, we got some K2, or I think it's KX droids. But the same as K2SO, we got some KX droids in this most recent episode. And I know they've said that we won't be getting K2 before the end of the season... But I'm wondering whether something's going to happen now with one of these droids where he'll maybe take it away with him and maybe work on it in his own, I don't know, like a workshop somewhere or something like that. And maybe that's how we'll get K2. I have no idea. I would love to see the end of this series where he like activates K2 and he becomes his like, new companion. I think that would just be absolutely brilliant. But moving on to my Mighty Ducks Game Changers Episode 4. This last week, I was slightly disappointed. I'm not sure why. I just didn't feel like it really contributed a lot to the overall story of the series. I don't feel like that there was much character development in this most recent episode. Don't get me wrong, I'm still enjoying the series. I just feel that this most recent episode wasn't the best so far, let's say. So I'm hoping that this is just a one-off, and we'll start to see as the team now starts to come together, again, without giving any spoilers away, as the steam team now starts to come together again hopefully we'll get to see more character development and team development as well ongoing throughout the rest of the season but what have we got to look forward to this next week well starting on monday in the u.s you'll be getting the sixth episode from season 31 of dancing with the stars which will air at 8 p.m eastern or 5 p.m pacific whilst over here in the uk we'll be getting the walking dead season 11 episode 20 as well as bleach thousand year blood war which is actually a japanese anime television series based on the Bleach manga series by Taiti Kubo, and is a direct sequel to the Bleach anime series as well. This series is described that when the piece is suddenly broken, when a warning siren blares throughout Seoul City, residents are disappearing without a trace, and nobody knows who is behind it. Meanwhile, a darkness is approaching Ichigo and his friends in Karakura town. Moving on to Wednesday, we'll be getting the first two episodes in the second season of the Mysterious Benedict Society, where after the events of Season 1, the team must embark on a perilous journey relying on wits, intellect, and empathy to try and stop Curtin as he shifts to a new strategy with global implications. Honestly, I haven't seen the first season yet, so I'm not even sure what any of that means. I should really get caught up on this series if I'm going to be able to talk about it properly, but it sounds really interesting nonetheless. Also on Wednesday, we'll be getting Star Wars Andor Episode 8, The Mighty Mighty Ducks Game Changers Season 2 Episode 5, two new episodes from Season 1 of Sumo Do Sumo Don't, and also six animated shorts of the all-new Star Wars Tales of the Jedi series, where we'll follow different Jedi as they make choices that will define their destinies. In the US on Wednesday, you'll also be getting four new episodes from Season 1 of Eureka, whilst in the UK on Wednesday, we'll be getting The Old Man, Episode 6, NCIS Hawaii, Season 1, Episode 10, 911 Lone Star, Season 3, Episode 17, and also Grey's Anatomy, Season 19, Episode 1. We'll also be getting two new episodes from the international drama series Women in Taipei, and also May It Please the Court. On Thursday in the UK, we'll be getting another new episode from Season 2 of The Kardashians. Whilst moving on to Friday in the US, you'll be getting the animated Marvel's Hulk Where Monsters Dwell, where Nightmare is bent on conquering the waking world by crossing through the dream dimension and converting each dreamer into a monster. Can Doctor Strange, Hulk, and the Howling Commandos hold the line and put an end to this nefarious scheme? Also, on Friday in the US, you'll be getting Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel, where in school, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore must save the school's music program by winning the Battle of the Bands. For this, they must beat Brittany, Eleanor, and Jeanette, also called the Chipettes. And in the UK on Friday, we'll be getting the second best exotic Marigold Hotel, since the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel is full with its existing long term residents, co owners Muriel and Sonny make plans for the second Best Exotic Marigold Hotel whilst he prepares for his wedding. And that's about it for this next week. What are you most looking forward to? Let me know, of course, over on social media at or forward slash the D plus club, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. At srsounds.com forward slash discord or in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. I am going to take another brief break and then we'll be back with the Weekly Movie Club.
1: Hi, it's Jeff Davis here on Sorcerer Radio. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time for DW60. We'll start things off with Press Row as we talk about some of the top news stories from the Walt Disney World Resort. And, of course, there's always rumors floating around, and I'll cover them during the rumors of the week. And I'll be reading your emails during email time. As always, I'll be playing some of your favorite Disney music from around the Walt Disney World Resort. If you missed the show, catch the replay that evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can always catch up on the news of the week during DW60's Press Row podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. It's DW60 with me, Jeff Davis, here on Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long, srsounds.com. Are you a park opener? Maybe you love the smell of pirate water. Here at 3 Cheeky Chicks Wax Company, we're a little sweet on Gaston, and we think you might be too. Bring these magically inspired scents to your home, or it could be off with your head. Magically scent your world at MagicallyScented.com. Source radio listeners, be sure to use the code SOR20 to get 20% off your next Magically Scented order.
0: as I mentioned earlier, this past week's Movie Club movie has been Avengers Infinity War as part of our MCU series. So, if you've never seen Avengers Infinity War before, this is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show, go and watch the film, and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. Now, with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. Having acquired the Power Stone, one of the six Infinity Stones from the planet Xandor, Thanos and his lieutenants, Ebony Maw, Cull Obsidian, Proxima Midnight, and Corvus Glaive, intercept the spaceship carrying the survivors of Asgard's destruction. After subduing Thor, Thanos extracts the Space Stone from the Tesseract, overpowers Hulk, and kills Loki. Thanos also kills Houndel after he sends Hulk to Earth using the Bifrost, before he and his lieutenants leave destroying the Asgard ship. Hulk crash lands in the Sanctum Sanctorum in New York City, reverting to the form of Bruce Banner. There, he warns Stephen Strange and Wong about Thanos's plan to destroy half of all life in the universe, and they decide to recruit Tony Stark for help. Moore and Obsidian arrive in New York to retrieve the Time Stone from Doctor Strange. At this time, Peter Parker is on his school bus, forcing him to create a distraction to help assist the Avengers. Moore is unable to take the Time Stone due to an enchantment, and instead captures Doctor Strange. Tony and Peter sneak aboard Moore's spaceship, whilst Wong stays behind to guard the Sanctum. Meanwhile, responding to a distress call from the Asgardian ship, the Guardians of the Galaxy rescue Thor. Thor summarises that Thanos is going after the Infinity Stones, and will be going after the Reality Stone, which Tanalea Tevan pres- possesses on Nowhere. The Guardians split into two groups, and Thor, along with Rocket and Groot, travel to Navadilir to enlist the aid of the Dwarf King, Itiri in creating the Battleaxe Stormbreaker, whilst Peter, Gamora, Drax, and Mantis travel to nowhere, where they find that Thanos has already retrieved the Reality Stone. He then kidnaps Gamora, who discloses the Soul Stone's location, to save Nebula from torture. On Vormir, the stone's keeper, the Red Skull, tells Thanos that he can only acquire it by sacrificing someone he loves. Thanos proceeds to kill his estranged adoptive daughter Gamora, earning the stone. In Edinburgh, Midnight and Glaive ambush Wanda Maximoff and Vision, in an attempt to retrieve the Mind Stone in Vision's forehead. Steve Rogers, Natasha Romanoff, and Sam Wilson manage to rescue them, where they retreat to take shelter with James Rhodes and Bruce Banner at the Avengers compound. Vision asks Wanda to destroy him and the Mind Stone to keep Thanos from retrieving it, but Wanda refuses. Steve suggests that they travel to Wakanda, which he believes has the technology and resources to remove the stone without killing Vision. Nebula manages to escape captivity and asks the remaining Guardians to meet her on Thanos' destroyed homeworld, Titan. Tony and Peter manage to kill more and rescue Doctor Strange before they encounter Peter, Drax, and Mantis and crash land on Titan. Doctor Strange uses the Time Stone to view millions of possible futures, seeing only one in which the Avengers manage to successfully defeat Thanos. They decide to formulate a plan to subdue Thanos, and remove the Infinity Gauntlet, which he uses to safely house the Infinity Stones. Thanos appears, and attempts to justify his plans as necessary to guarantee the survival of the universe, threatened by overpopulation. Nebula arrives soon after and helps the others to subdue Thanos, but then deduces that Thanos has killed Gamora to gain the Soul Stone. Enraged, Quill attacks Thanos, inadvertently allowing him to break the group's hold and overpower them, and wounds Tony in the process. Doctor Strange offers a Time Stone in exchange for sparing Tony's life. In Wakanda, Steve reunites with Bucky Barnes, before Thanos' army invades. The Avengers, along with Black Panther T'Challa and the Wakandan forces, mount a defense while Shuri works to extract the Mind Stone from Vision unable to summon the hulk after losing his fight with thanos bruce fights in tony's hulkbuster armor thor rocket and groot arrive to reinforce the avengers and together they kill midnight obsidian and glaive though thanos's army is held away shuri is unable to complete the extraction before thanos himself arrives vision convinces Wanda to destroy him and the mind stone but thanos uses the time stone to reverse her actions and rip the stone from vision's forehead thor manages to severely wound thanos with stormbreaker but thanos still activates the completed gauntlet by snapping his fingers before teleporting away half of all life across the universe disintegrates including Bucky, t'challa groot Wanda, sam mantis drax peter quill dr strange peter parker Maria Hill, and Nick Fury. Although at the last possible moment, Nick Fury is able to send an emergency signal to an unknown hero through a modified pager. Tony and Nebula remain stranded on Titan, whilst Bruce, M'Baku, Okoye, James Rhodes, Rocket, Steve, Natasha, and Thor are left on the Wakandan battlefield. Meanwhile, Thanos watches a sunrise on a remote planet. Avengers Infinity War was released on April 27th, 2018, with a budget of somewhere between $325 and $4 million. It went on to make $2.048 billion at the global box office, and is the first part of the conclusion to the Infinity Saga series of films, which ended a year later, in 2019, with Avengers Endgame. But we'll cover that film another time, of course. In October of 2014, Marvel announced a two-part conclusion to the Infinity Saga with Avengers Infinity War Part 1 scheduled to be released initially on May 4th, 2018, with Part 2 initially scheduled for the May 3rd, 2019 release. In April of 2015, Marvel announced that Anthony and Joe Russo would direct both parts of Avengers Infinity War, with back-to-back filming expected to begin in 2016. The next month, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely had signed on to write the screenplays for both parts of the film, which would draw inspiration from the Jim Starlin 1991 Infinity Gauntlet comic, as well as Jonathan Hickman's 2013 Infinity comic as well. Producer Kevin Feige said that the films were titled as two parts of a single film because of the shared elements between the two films, but he felt that they would be two distinct films, not one story split across two films. In May of 2016, the Russos revealed that they would retitle the two films to further remove this misconception. That July, Marvel revealed that the Part 1 subtitle would be shortened simply to Avengers Infinity War, with the sequel being renamed. Filming began on January 23rd, 2017 at Pinewood Atlanta Studios, and was shot using the ARRI Alexa IMAX 2D cameras thus making the first time that a Hollywood feature film was shot entirely with IMAX digital cameras. In early February, Marvel confirmed the involvement of Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark or Iron Man, Chris Pratt as Peter Quill or Star-Lord, and also Tom Holland as Peter Parker or Spider-Man in the film, as part of the Marvel agreement with Sony to use the Spider-Man character. Additional filming took place in Scotland beginning in February 2017, and the filming occurred in Edinburgh, Glasgow, and also the Scottish Highlands, with the studio work taking place at Ward Park Studios in Cumbernauld. I think that's how you say that, I'm not quite sure on that one. In late June of 2017, filming took place in downtown Atlanta as well as the Atlanta Central Park in early July, before moving on to Queens, New York, and then concluding on July 14th of 2017. For the film's final scene, where Thanos settles in a Niebu hut, the filmmakers worked with a Thailand-based studio to acquire footage of the Banau Rice Terraces in Ifargu, Philippines. I'm not sure if I'm saying any of that correctly, I'm, I'm very sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Later in July of 2017, the Russo brothers stated there were a couple of unfinished scenes in Infinity War that would be shot in the next few months. In early March of 2018, Disney moved the release of Infinity War in the United States to April 27th 2018 to have it be released at the same weekend in all of its international markets. Let's have a look at some other facts from the movie now. Mark Ruffalo revealed that he was given a fake script due to his habit of accidentally spoiling past Marvel movies. He jokingly claimed in an interview that the fake script was better than the real one. Tom Holland was actually not allowed to read the script for the movie since he revealed too many secrets for Spider-Man Homecoming. In one of the promotional videos for the movie, several of the cast members are in an interrogation room, refusing to give any spoilers for the film, and Holland's mouth is conspicuously taped shut. Tom Holland said that he's a huge fan of Chris Pat Pratt and loved working with him. Their scenes together were often challenging, though. Pratt's tendency to joke in and out of character made it harder for Holland to keep a straight face at times when filming. Doctor Strange has been studying for a few years since his solo movie before this film, and is now considered to be one of the most powerful characters in the MCU. The writers wanted to have him come off as sort of the adult in the room throughout the movie. When going into filming this movie, the filmmakers did not know about the war chants that the actors and actresses from Black Panther had created, as that movie was not nearly finished at the time of shooting. Winston Duke had started the chant, which led to the responding war cry that Chadwick Boseman leads. According to Chadwick Boseman, production on this movie began just two weeks after production on Black Panther has ended. This meant that all of the actors, actresses, and also extras from the movie that appeared in this movie also had no problem retaining their cadences for all of their dialect. It's been stated that Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth ad-libbed the dialogue between Captain America and Thor in the movie, in which they compared facial hair, reasoning that they have known each other long enough to have that kind of friendly banter with each other. This film actually marks the first time in the MCU that Bruce Banner communicates directly with the Incredible Hulk as well. Josh Brolin acted in this movie with a foam headpiece that was the size of Thanos' head, with a camera on his face for visual effects. He also had to wear various other foam parts depending on what the scene called for, so that other actors and actresses didn't get too close to his real body, so that the Thanos scale was retained. Captain America was wearing the same suit that he wore in Captain America Civil War, as he's been hiding from the authorities since that movie. The filmmakers redesigned the outfit to show distress and desaturate it. He's also ripped off the labels from his suit as well. The scales underneath the suit are actually a nod to Captain America's original suit from the comic books. At the time of its release, this was the second most expensive movie in the MCU, and also the second most expensive superhero movie of all time as well. Only Avengers Age of Ultron from 2015 had a higher budget. This became the fourth movie ever to gross more than $2 billion worldwide. Of course, the other movies being Avatar from 2009, Titanic, from 1997, and Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, from 2015. And in this week's Spot Stan Lee, Stan appears as the bus driver driving Peter's school bus, where he says, What's the matter with you kids? you never seen a spaceship before? And that's about it for this week's movie. What did you think? Personally, I absolutely love Avengers Infinity War and also Endgame as well. For me, these two films, you don't have to watch them together, let's say, because there are other films that you can watch in between that link the story together as well. But for me, these two films are visually very, very stunning. But the story that they combine between them and how they wrap up this entire Infinity saga, let's call it, is absolutely brilliant. The, the way that they're able to pull off this story for the big screen is absolutely amazing. But not only that, the ramifications that this film then has going forward throughout the MCU that now even exist into the current projects that we're seeing on TV and other films, it, it, it had like long lasting effects, let's say. We're still seeing people talking about the the aftermath of the snap in movies and TV shows that we're watching now. And especially with Avengers Infinity War, let's say, it just goes to show that you don't have to have a really good hero film where the heroes win at the end for it to be an amazing film. This was a drastic loss for the Avengers, with major consequences that lasted in the MCU for years. Years and years and years that that were only able to be brought about and reversed in Avengers Endgame. The, the absolutely stunning film, and personally, I absolutely loved it. But of course, as always, I ask over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord, the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group, and of course also on my social media for people to be able to share their comments. So let's see what you had to say this week. Sorcerer Radio's own Eric Allen said, "Absolutely the high watermark of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I've lost count of the number of times I've watched this." He also went on to say on Discord, one was on Facebook, one was on Discord, so if you only caught one of them, that's why. He said that one of his favourite scenes in the entire movie was a scene between Rocket and Bucky, where Rocket turns around and says, okay, how much for the arm? I actually think that's a really brilliant scene, so yeah, I really enjoyed that one as well. Brandon said, another action-packed Marvel movie. Watching one of these a month is really helping me to see how these Marvel movies fit together. And I agree with Brandon. This is part of the reason why, when I originally started this podcast, I wanted to be able to cover these movies every three to four weeks, let's say. I didn't want to cover them back to back to back to back, because people would get sick of it and it'd just become a Marvel podcast at that point. And there are plenty of other Marvel podcasts out there. If you want to check some out, check out Mighty Marvel Geeks on Sorcerer Radio on Saturdays brilliant show eric allen's one of the hosts really recommend it but yeah i didn't want to just be another marvel podcast because there are plenty out there that delve much deeper into the deep history of the marvel comics and also the marvel movies as well and I don't have that kind of experience, so I will leave it to those guys. But I wanted to be able to cover these as part of Disney+. Plus. Sorry, I can hear my kids shouting in the background there. But I wanted to be able to cover these as part of Disney+, and I wanted to do them in the order that they were released in the cinemas so that we could kind of follow along with the release schedule for those that maybe had not followed them the first time around or maybe have been wanting to get into the MCU but have not really had that chance. So as part of this movie club and as part of the podcast, I wanted to give people that opportunity to be able to follow along with these MCU films to the point where eventually we will be caught up with them and we'll be covering them, I don't know, within months following their release on Disney Plus, let's say. That's still a little while away yet. We've still got quite a few to be able to go, but uh, no, thank you very much for your comments on that, Brandon. It's nice to know that People are are following along with this and are enjoying following on a a not too regular basis, let's say, and not becoming overwhelmed with it. And finally, this week, moving over to Tim on Instagram, Tim said Avengers Infinity War and also Endgame are among my favourite movies of all time. Not just Disney, not just Marvel, but favourite movies everywhere. I absolutely love this movie and have lost count of the amount of times I've watched it. Brilliant from beginning to end. Highly, highly recommend. Thank you very much for your comments on this week's movie. It's absolutely brilliant to be able to see people's reactions and hear people's thoughts and favourite scenes and favourite characters from these movies. I'm just thankful that people really enjoy following along with this weekly movie club so thank you very much for your comments we don't have a dis his review this week unfortunately i think joe's had a very busy week and also busy weekend so he's not been able to get this week's audio over to me for the review but we will be following up with them next week remember if you want to send me your comments on the weekly movie club each week you can do so in the weekly movie club room in the sorcerer radio discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or of course on any of my posts on social media at, at or forward slash the d plus club or in the sorcerer radio fun zone facebook group also if you want to leave me an audio comment on the movie you can record one and send one over on my anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the d plus club For this next week's move, it will be watching the Disney Plus special edition Muppets Haunted Mansion for our Halloween episode. Until then though, hopefully you have a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.